Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Patriots podcast. We're here to cry with you on the week eight edition of the Patriots podcast. Yeah. I'm Sean. Ooh, He's JJ. Welcome in. We'll all just hold hands and have a good cry. The Patriots are two and four. That's right. Mm-hmm. Two and four, and they've looked god awful the last two games. They're coming off a three game losing streak, and they get to go play the division leader next weekend. But we'll we'll get to that later on. First of all. I mean, when did you lose hope in this game? I think I lost hope right around five minutes to go in the first quarter. Oh, that bad, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a little later for me. It was probably when the 49ers scored their last touchdown. I was like, oh, they have no chance. I mean, I was hopeful because you saw tiny little sparks of stuff in the very end of the first half, a little bit in the second quarter when they scored a field, their second field goal, but it was just... Abysmal. I mean, the offense is horrible. You know, it's uh, we went out, we got Cam Newton. We were all excited. He looked good for a couple games. He got COVID, and whether that's the cause of the problems or whatever's going on, he has looked horrible since. And I mean, even a little before that with the Oakland game, he didn't look great either. But like, you know, these four games that we've lost, one he wasn't in, but the three games we've lost with him, really bad. Really bad, yeah. I mean, it definitely starts with the offense when you put up six points in this game, 12 points in last game, uh, not even 12 points. I mean, the defense contributed right there in, in the Broncos game with the interceptions. Uh, the I, I don't know what's, what's happening. I mean, he sat out a week. He played against the Broncos. Then he gets benched at the end of this game, uh, and really he hung on for a long-ass time before that benching took place. But what, what I see out there is – Number one, he looks – he's not getting the ball out of his hands. He's, like, looking to make really big downfield plays and then oh, not, not finding the checkdowns. And terrible. in between that, he's standing like a statue in the pocket, completely oblivious to anything around him. There's no movement. There's no buying time. There's there's only two stages of Cam throwing the football, and that's him at the end of his drop back trying to throw it and running. There's no yeah. like buying time to throw it again. It's just those are the two options right now for him. And right, I I don't I don't know what the plan is from McDaniel's that that's making it play out like this. I mean, he wasn't always this quarterback. He was always more of a, a low percentage, like 62 percent completion. Sure, guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's not Drew Brees out there. We we know that he's a different player than Tom Brady has been. Even though Brady never really had those sixty eight percent completion numbers either. Um, but something about what McDaniel's is asking of of him is is just being terribly executed. It's not going yeah. well in any sense. And the the running game has disappeared for him as well. Yeah, he hasn't really been running it as much at all. He's not looking to run. You know, I I mean I definitely blame a fair share. Of or a lot of it on coaching, but like you said, Cam's throwing mechanics. He takes a long time to throw it, and then some of the balls just come out. I don't know if they're coming out of his hand wrong. I don't know if it's slipping. I don't know if he's got a sh- that shoulder everyone was worried about at the beginning of the year is flaring up. He says it's fine, but like the ones that are just dying on him and not even close to the guy, the interception was like, holy shit, the first one where the linebacker, Picks it up. I mean, it's a good linebacker, but the guy makes a great play on the catch. But it was just the fact that throw was where it ended up. It was like, woof. It's like I can throw fucking. Be- I mean, I can throw better than that. This dude's a six four dude that can throw like the length of the football field. Yeah. It's like, what's going on? Well, like, he- you look like Josh Allen from last year. <laughs> Tough comparison. Uh, yeah, and he's he's spiking into the ground. He's not he's not missing high. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what missing high would tell you if you can't see them. It's usually what it is. That's why right. Baker Mayfield misses high all the time. That's why Donovan sure. McNabb used to miss high. They couldn't see the guy, so they just sailed it. Right. Cam doesn't have that problem. He's spiking it into the ground, which tells me he's hanging on to the ball too long, which tells me he's not releasing the ball. Right. And, it's and you know, well, there's a few things about that. So pocket awareness with that, too. It's like. I think we talked about it last week, and I was hoping to see this better. It's you know, after three seconds, you gotta look for the look to run it, expect some kind of rusher, 
or something that Cam doesn't seem to do. And I do not know why. And I know the coaches can only do so much with this, but the coaches can say, hey, go to your check down for Christ's sake. You know, how many times does I see Damian Harris or a tight, you know, Damian Harris right over the middle or in the flat or one of the tight ends just sitting in the flat? It's okay. Okay. You're only going to get three or four yards on the game, maybe. Maybe someone makes a play and you get more. But at least you're getting – you're not getting sacked. Yeah, you don't just, like throwing it to him. Throw it away over his head. Just all you had to do was look across the sideline. Jimmy Garoppolo made a whole day out of checkdowns. That's all it was. That's Tom all it was. Tom Brady's offense half the time was checkdowns. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know, yeah, maybe it's not the flashiest. Like you said, it's not the biggest chunk plays all the time. But it's the million paper cut little – you know scenario you just keep hacking away three five four yards at a time and he he didn't look to his check down he's not even looking at him it's like you should be read one read two maybe back to read one maybe not check down that's it two reads check down and you'll be fine and i don't know what the hell josh mcdaniel's telling him that he's not even looking at him it's like after a couple times like hey go to your fucking check down after a couple times how about in training camp (laughs) In training camp, yeah, but during the game, it's like, what is he saying to him? He's like, oh, yeah, that was, like, he is, you're like, he's looking for these huge plays. He's not getting the ball downfield. I mean, finally, you saw that they got a couple randomly throughout the game. And it's like, where the hell was that this whole time? And it happened last week. It's like, they go drive down, the, sometimes they drive down the field in 30 seconds. It's like, holy shit, what, 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 why can't we do this more often or more consistently? Yeah. I know. And we went into this game thinking I, I was trying to be, well, I mean, I said on the podcast, I don't see how the Patriots win this game. And then I picked them to win because yeah. I have Belichick colored goggles. And oh, of course. he looked so, at it like, oh, okay, against the Broncos, they practiced like once or twice in a two and a half week span. So this time they'll come in with a full week of practice. He's going to be, they're going to be at home. There's no traveling involved. Uh, everybody's coming back. And they started this game with the best offensive line they've had all season. Yeah. Literally all season, better than week one with full strength because um, on Menwu, however you say, our, our rookie guard sensation's name, he's, he's got a, a, a month and a half of NFL experience at this point, which he didn't at the start of the season, plus the other four starters. Eventually, Joe Tooney goes out. But they started the game with a really good offensive line get that practice time in they're able to review what the fuck happened against the broncos shake it out of their system and then they go out there and do even worse worse. like the defense looks a shot the defense looked bad too i mean we'll get that to them in a moment but you know edelman you know you don't see edelman doing much out there and i was listening to some people this week and you know apparently there was times where edelman was open and like especially on the interception that bounced off Edelman's hands and you're like, what the hell? Why'd that happen? Well, apparently before, you know, a split second or two before that, that happened, Edelman was wide open and Cam didn't see him. And then he did see him and then, or he waited and then decided to throw it and it was behind him. And it's like, you know, everyone's talking about Edelman. Is he checked out? Is he injured? He could be checked out because he's not seeing, he's not seeing what needs to be seen at quarterback for you to be confident. And part of it, you know, is that part of the problem with the rest of the team that it's just they're they're not as confident because they see Cam in practice throwing the balls on the ground and throwing interceptions or not be able to hit guys and they're like, well, how the fuck are we going to win? Yeah, could be that. Jules is a guy that's I I bet he's always banged up somehow. He's a tough mm-hmm. dude, uh, but he's he's used to getting the ball thrown his way as much as anybody in the NFL, and he got targeted three times in this game. Yeah, he's been targeted like less than five times, multiple, multiple games this season. So he's, I, I wouldn't expect that to be an easy adjustment for him. Y- yes. He might be injured. He might be uh reduced focus in the game plan, but it's just, that's, that's going to check you out right there. Demir bird is a one trick pony. He runs deep comeback routes. I have no fucking idea who is be- biting on his deep routes. Cause he hasn't hit one of them. We can't hit him on one of them. No, but he's been open on them. He's he open on the comebacks. I don't know how they haven't put this together yet. But he's he's open on some of the deep roots, too. He's been open. Well, they, he just haven't hit him. Yeah. Yeah, they got to hit him. Uh, Jacoby Myers played fine in this game. Nikhil Harry gets pretty knocked good. out the head. Jacoby he's, Myers, he gets – he. I mean, they talk about separation, separation, all this shit. I mean, only so much of it is, to me, is separation. Because in Nikhil Harry, you just got to throw it to him, even if he's not separated. But Jacoby Myers – 
He made four receptions, 60 yards. Hey, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Well, he's also, a lot of that was in the second half. Game was out of hand. Garbage time, but still, he was getting open. I mean. Yeah, and it's not, I mean, separation, you can separate in a zone coverage, and he's more, he could attack zone coverage. Look, Cam Newton's best seasons, Jericho Cotri was a huge part of what he was doing. It was like Devin Funchess. Jericho Cotri, not not these big time name brand people who are winning one on one battles. Jacoby Myers right. could be a valuable player. Maybe this this gets his his wheels spinning. Dalton Keene gets in the game. Uh, finally, Ryan Izzo gets taken out. Yeah, they but, put Dalton Keene in. He got one reception for eight yards. Yeah, hey, it's more than he Izzo. Looked, no, same he looked exact. fine. He looked fine. He looked like a big dude. It's like why isn't him and us? And I don't know why a CSC didn't get time. You know. Maybe wanted to try out Keen instead of him. I they should be getting some more looks. It's like you gotta let these guys make plays. You explain Nikhil Harry got knocked out. I mean, he hadn't done shit all the game. He hadn't done shit last game. I mean, you see all the Brandon Ayuk, two guys, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel for were drafted the pat this year and last year, and they both lit us up. Not only that they compete, they're looking to run guys over, they're looking for contact. Harry, I mean, yeah, was it a bang bang play you get hurt on? Sure, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> he got I mean, walloped in the head, and the referee's looking at him like, "Get this guy out of the game because he's wobbly." It was more of a snapback. His head—he had like a whiplash kind of thing. But still, either he's way, he's a big guy that's supposed to be able to take the ball over the middle. Yeah, it's like well, it's not about that one play. It's about the the lack of production all season long. He's not even getting looks. He's not even getting looks, and I don't know, you know, like those end arounds and getting just the ball in his hand at the line and stuff like that. I know he's had problems with running through people, but you got to get him involved. And that worked last year. Why aren't we doing that this year? Don't know, but I guarantee we won't see it this week. No, he's probably not even playing this week. I mean, it's uh, it's a sad state of affairs. Pretty dire on offense. I mean, the only bright spot, I think, is Damian Harris. They only give him 10 carries. I mean, I know it was in garbage time where he started – making some plays a little bit, but 10 carries, 58 yards. It's like, why has he only got 10 carries? Well, because we were trying to play from behind. We didn't have the ball that much. Look, the Niners had twice the yardage the Patriots did. They had twice the time possession. They win the the turnover battle by two. They have a plus two turnover differential in a game Mm -hmm. where Jimmy G throws two interceptions. They're four for five in the red zone. I mean, it, it was utter domination. Yes, the Pats only put up six points, but they also gave up 33 goddamn points. The defense yeah. was not good. I'm not bad. I'm not willing to say they were atrocious. The tackling. They were bad. The tackling was atrocious. They were bad. I mean, um, the tack. They Jeff couldn't get Wilson. anyone on the ground. The fucking. Jeff Wilson is an undrafted guy this year. Talk about weapons. Everyone's all oh, you get. Undrafted guy, and he's running over Devin McCourty as our safety, just running through him. And, and I mean, it was they were laughing. They're offensive players. That the uh, Jez, Jezizic or whatever the hell his name, the the fullback, Uzcheck, Uzcheck. There you go. Doesn't look like that at all from the spelling, but I did know it was check They basically put him strong side and just ran the ball out. He played strong side receiver, and they just ran the ball to his side, and we couldn't do anything about it. It was obvious. It was like, well, you, at a certain point, it was like, well, use checks the fucking fullbacks playing receiver over there. They're probably going to run that way. Are you guys going to – nope, they didn't do anything about it. Did they make any adjustments? Not really. Nothing noticeable. Um, the defense – what's his name? Bentley is just – unless he blitzes through the A-gap, he is lost. Yeah. I was watching that game going, all right, well – the only thing he can do now, because he was getting into holes and he was filling them and breaking down in the hole, and the guy was just check, pe- checking another hole. That's where the running back was going. With that yeah. zone blocking scheme, it's not like everything is designed to go one alley. So he would get right. in and fill the biggest alley, and the guy would just find another hole. Uh, right. So the only solution I could think of to that is when he gets through the alley, he's got to go all the way to the back. And yes, you're going to miss a couple tackles in the backfield. You're going to make a couple. But it's better than just being out of the play every single time. Literally. Literally. They did it over and over and over again. Um, yeah, Brandon yeah. Copeland gets gets uh, knocked out of the game and likely out for the year. Anthony Jennings. Anyway. Yeah, he's whatever. Uh, Anthony Jennings gets a bunch of time. He's going to, or they're going to need to lean on him very heavily going forward. With the he didn't look, I mean, backers. you know, they, they consistently got the edge, and he was the stand-up edge player. 
you know, not always on strong, not always on the running side, but it was pretty much I felt like him and John Simon mostly, and they were just getting blown up. Yeah, they were getting blown up. We had no, no chance. No chance. And it, it's against an undrafted rookie. I mean, this guy didn't even get drafted, and he's running over people. It's like, oh my god, their receivers were running over people. Their the, receivers, they do have the best yard after catch receivers. I know that. I'm aware, and we also have a pretty damn good secondary. Um, but they were they were toying with us. I know we have. You know, um, it was mostly Cowart up front and Nick Thurman. Uh, Lawrence guy got hurt for a little bit. Hopefully he's okay. But they got a, yeah, it was just woof. Derek Rivers supposedly had a good game setting the edge. I thought, really he, I thought he looked pretty well. I mean, he drew a couple holding calls. Yeah, which <laughs> that's is what I you mean, do. That's what you get at this point. Um, uh, Gilmore just, on, on Kittle did not work out. Well, they, so it was interesting that they had him on the whole exclusively um, on Kittle, and he was then in the box playing the run. Not where you want him. Not necessarily, you know, and he, he was scrappy there on the outside. I'll give him that, but it's also like, like you said, here here's your best coverage piece, and you have him basically playing on the end because he's got to cover the tight It's like, why wouldn't you just fucking double the tight end and have Gilmore go on Debo Samuel or Ayuk? Yeah. Might have worked. Might have worked. Is that, and in you know, if it's not working in the first place, why haven't you gone to it? You know, Kittle didn't kill us. He had five for fifty-five yards. I'd say for the best tight end in the league, that's not not that bad. Gilmore did an okay job, but it's like they ran all over us, and he was supposed to be against the one of the best blocking tight ends. It's like, how is that going to work? It's not going to work. They're going to run it there every time. You put a fullback, they have no chance. Yeah, needed the adjustment there. Uh, the only bright spot. For me, defensively, Adrian Phillips, I know he's he's small. He's a little guy. Safety, playing linebacker. He's basically a linebacker in a safety's body. I just mm-hmm. I love the juice he brings. He brings energy. Every time he makes a play, other people make a play, he's excited. You're right. We'll give him that. We'll give you that. Um, that's all I got. That, that's I mean, that's kind of all there is. That's you know, all there Lawrence is. Guy had a really good play. That was kind of it. I Chase Winovich has been, you know, looked great the first couple weeks. I don't know what's been going on with him where his time is shrinking by the week. It is shrinking, but he's got a role, and his role is to pass rush on obvious pass downs. There weren't that many in this game. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I understand that people are noticing the dip in uh, snap count for him, but that's, I mean, he's not a run player right now. Maybe he will be in the future, but he's not. Not now. That's not how they've been using them. So when you're in run situations, I wouldn't expect him to be on the field. And in in this game where they run for over five yards of carry and they're handing the ball off got like three times out of four, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's what I would expect is for him not to be on the field. And guess what? When Josh Uche comes off IR, which he's eligible to do right now, yep. uh, he's a pass rusher. He's not going to be on the field during rundown. So expect right. to see snap counts for him around 15 or 20 right exactly so as the other guy on the ir that we really really need is bo allen yeah, we need a big guy in the middle we just need anybody over 300 pounds i think he's he runs about 315 he's not known as like a pure run stopper he's he's more athletic he's he's not like um i'm trying to think of the the nfl right now doesn't really have a lot of those vince wilfork types it doesn't have those big giant run stuffers in the middle he's more like dj reader he's he's got some movement skills to him not that he's at that level but uh they just they need somebody and he's the only somebody that's already on the roster and and now i'm looking around going all right where does this team go from here i mean they're sitting at two and four the bills are five and two or four and two uh and they i mean they're they're not even there's no way the bills are five and two there's no way the patriots are top five in the afc there's just no way. You mean just overall? Overall. I mean, you got yeah. Chiefs, Steelers, Ravens, Titans are all really damn good teams. And mm-hmm. then we have the Bills. Right. And then it's like the Pats are currently in that mix of Chargers and Colts, Dolphins. Chargers. I guess they have the same amount of win- Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. I mean, who would have thought we were two and four? It's pretty sad, especially on, you know, we didn't want to spend on quarterback. Right. And here we are. And Tom Brady, meantime, is gets five touchdowns or whatever the hell it is. I know. It's Rushing touchdown, four touchdowns. I mean, it's just like, what? 
Yeah, but this I mean, this is the point. This is the point, and I'm I'm glad that you talked me out of the and that Bill didn't listen to the idea of signing Cam to a long term contract in September. Oh, That's God. great uh, right now. But yeah. I mean, what what do you do? Do you invest? The trade deadline's coming up in a couple weeks. Do you invest in trying to make this team better so that you could make the playoffs? And the only way that you're going to be a serious contender is if Cam Newton is a top ten quarterback. I mean. Top twelve. Here on out. Yeah, from here on out. Really. Well, at the when it counts the most is when you need it to be. Really, you just need to get into the playoffs. And with seven teams getting into the playoffs, it's a little bit easier. But yeah, I don't. I don't know what you need to see this weekend against the Bills in order to be like, okay, we're gonna buy at the trade deadline because they need to buy. This team is not. This team has critical holes in it right now where there's no speed on the outside or playmaking ability, and then there's also a complete lack of size or run stuffing capability on the defensive front seven. It's got two gigantic holes. Yeah. So you have to see something like ASAP to say, okay, this season is worth saving. And in order to save it, we have to get two additions in both of those areas. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to be exactly, it depends on, it depends on what they see in Cam Newton. They think he can do it because right now it doesn't look like he can do it. Two weeks ago, it looked like he could do it. So, you know, it's kind of split right there. What the hell is going to happen? I I don't know. I mean, I obviously, as a fan, I don't want to see them drop ship. It's only you've only got six games on your record so far. You got another ten to go. It's a lot, especially in division. You have five divisional games if you can win all those, which isn't that difficult at this right at the moment. You're in decent shape. So. I'd like to see them pick up some kind of tight end receiver and then someone on defense for low picks, you know, and it's, you start looking around the league and you see all these other guys that are out there that are starting for other teams that were like, huh, we could have used that. Like I can't, I'll never let Akeem Hicks go. I know you he won't. is a monster making $5 million a year. And we let him go like four years ago. It's like, we didn't had- have any money. Well, Who would you rather have Akeem Hicks or Devin McCourty? Because that's your choice. Probably at this point, Akeem Hicks. Really? Two yeah. Super Bowls later, three appearances yeah. later, and you're going to say you'd rather have Akeem Hicks than Devin maybe. McCourty. Yeah, That's maybe. a joke. That For is half the joke. money? Uh, I'd debate it. You could make an argument that at their absolute peak, Akeem Hicks was a more dominant player than Devin McCourty, but you can't take away the role that he's played on this defense. Yeah, no. Well, still, you could, there's other guys you could have made room for him. Really? I know what you mean. We're uh, yes, yes. There was definitely <laughs> the 2014 offseason. I know it inside and out. But the okay. So th- we don't need to get into. it. We don't need Regardless. to get into it. Cam Newton's last good game against the Raiders, correct? Didn't play against the Chiefs. Bye week. Broncos and Niners were shit fests. Raiders game September 27th. It's been a month. Yeah. It's been a month since we've seen him play well. Uh, and his confidence is clearly shot. He's already talking about getting benched. He's, he's yeah. openly talking about it. He's like, uh, that benching is going to be permanent if I don't play better. Last week, he said he's pointing thumbs, not fingers. I mean, he he is feeling the the heat right now. Uh, and This was supposed to be his comeback tour, too. Like, Well, they got to sure. do something to get his confidence up, which is they, let's not make reads 20 yards down the field. Let's, let's say, okay, you look at this, and then you go to that check down, and then guess what? Fucking run it. Run literally. It. Literally. Just do it. That's just the other thing. I mean, do that. Get back to offense he's comfortable with. I don't know what's going on with him physically to the point that they are not having him run the ball. I mean, you look at the, those first three games of the season when he's playing well, he's running the ball in the first half. Designed runs. Haven't been doing that since. They didn't run the ball in that Broncos game with Cam until the fourth quarter. And they're like, fuck, we got to score two touchdowns. Turns out and then he ran, he ran all him. over him. Yeah. Killed him. So it's Meanwhile, like- if... I mean, it's the same thing we say about Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry. If you get if you get the ball in his hands and let him run with it early in the game, he can get some juice going. Right. He gets and his mojo. No, we can't play it from behind. So it's like maybe use that at the moment just to cover up for his deficiencies passing the ball until he can pass the ball. I mean, you always used to – the other thing too is about his shoulder. It's like it almost looks like he's trying to save his shoulder. He's saving his throws. Like you don't see him on the sidelines warming up. I don't see him after a bad pass go, all right, Jules, go over there. Let me just fire a couple. You know, Tom Brady. Tom Brady would always, like, throw a bad pass, and then you'd see him pissed off just firing the ball at somebody. 
mm-hmm. like during the next offensive series. And you're like, oh, he's he's pissed. He's getting warmed up. It's not the arm. Cam, you don't see that. You kind of just see him sitting there. It's like I saw him he, warming up with Stidham on the sideline before one of the drives. You did? Oh, yeah. Thank God. I didn't see that. And I'm like, why isn't he trying to get himself going? I don't know. It's, they got to figure something out. Like they got to figure something out. But they need solutions in both of those areas. And Bo Allen is a great start. Josh Uches is helpful, although I don't think it solves the the real problem, which is tackling and defending the run. Uh, that's probably a, a spot where they need to look into buying from somewhere else. Whereas on the outside, that is guaranteed a spot where you need to bring in somebody from outside the building because they don't exist in house right now. Yeah, uh, I would love to see. Somebody like Dee Dee Westbrook uh, come in, a guy that's got absolute wheels, who's doing diddly poo down in Jacksonville. There's a bunch of teams. Look, Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. is the best quarterback prospect easily since Andrew Luck. Easily. Yeah. And those two are the two best quarterback prospects of this century. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is. <laughs> do you see what he said today? They're like, Are you going to leave Clemson after the season? He goes, We'll see. It's like, if the Jets are picking first, then fuck no. You think so? <laughs> I think that's totally what he's thinking. Yeah, probably. They screwed up so many quarterbacks. It's like, ugh, Wouldn't God. you if you were him? I mean, a, a lot of people still think Darnold's good. And you and I have talked about it here. Darnold sh- shows flashes of being really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, point being, Trevor Lawrence is the biggest prize out there right now. And there's a lot of teams that would love to have the opportunity to bring him in. Jacksonville's been planning for two years to bring in Trevor Lawrence next year. Uh, the Jets look atrocious just a, an abominable team and they're they're making their play to get the number one overall pick i mean anyone that wins more than one game is likely out of the sweepstakes cincinnati is up there not saying they're they're interested mm-hmm. in that but they know they could get a king's ransom uh for a quarterback like that where they already have joe burrow i mean there's a bunch of teams that want to do that and then there's also the teams that have a shit ton of of money on the cap I'm looking at you, Atlanta. You're mm-hmm. way over the cap, and you're way the fuck out of the playoff race. You have no chance of, of contending this season. The cap is going to go down next year. There's no way it doesn't with no ticket sales this year. It's going to go down next year, so you're even yep. more out of whack on the cap. You must be in a sell-first position right now. All right, what do you want, Julio? No, I, don't, I mean, it would be incredible to get Julio Jones. Are you kidding? That would be unbelievable, but I would love to get Grady Jarrett. The defensive tackle they're paying a bunch of money to, who's a really good player. He, I mean, he had three sacks in that Super Bowl against the Patriots. Uh, but he's got to be on the block. There's no way he's not. So I mean, teams like that where they are, they're over the cap for next season. The cap's going to go down, and they're losing this season. It's the trifecta of let's shed some talent right now. You see it from the Cowboys. The Cowboys just dealt away Everson Griffin to the Lions. Yeah. Imagine start, start a world the fire sale. Imagine a world where the Detroit Lions are buyers at the deadline and we can't decide if the Patriots should be buyers. That's the world we're living in. 2020 has officially broke me. No, not yet. <laughs> I'm holding out. I'm hanging in there. It's almost over, Sean. <laughs> Hopefully 2021 is better. There's, yeah. There's I people mean, out there. There's people. There's a lot of people out there. So, like I said, it's, you know, Bill. Bill's usually pretty uh, transparent to himself about evaluating his team, so... He knows what he's got. You know, maybe he wants to wait another week or two before he figures it out, but he really doesn't have that with the trade deadline. So you've had six games. It could still be preseason in your mind, but you got to think, okay, do we have something or no? So that's the question. Okay. The let's, question. Let's, uh, this has been Under enough, the bills. enough negativity. By the way, just for reference, the NFL trade deadline is on election night a week from, mm-hmm. from Tuesday. It's from tonight as we're recording this on Tuesday night. The, other games of note this weekend. It was a really fun weekend of football. Uh, even even the shit game, like I, I watched just a little bit uh, of the, the first half of the Giants and Eagles game. And then mm-hmm. classic Eagles fourth quarter. It just, just gets really good. I mean, it's it's sloppy. It's typically sloppy with the Eagles in the fourth quarter, but they, are, they play tight games every week. They're like Seahawks East. Yeah, they put themselves out there, but they never seem to. Never seen the win. I mean, they won on Thursday. That's, yeah, well, against the worst fucking team. And then in the early slate of games, there was Pittsburgh goes up big on Tennessee. I, I still, I don't get the read on Tennessee. I don't know what it is because you look at that team and it's built around a power running game 
and you go, they shouldn't be able to play comeback football. And then they do. And they it's do. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, you're supposed to be front runners, and now you're playing comeback kid. I don't get it. Well, what, um, Tannehill's playing well. I mean, you can't. He's playing okay. He's making some good throws, so you can't take that away from him. Yeah, this is a such a great point. Ryan Tannehill spent how many years in Miami with Adam Gase? I know. And now Sam Darnold has spent how many years in New York with Adam Gase? Right, and everyone goes, and he was supposed to be the quarterback whisperer. Meanwhile, Tannehill goes to a defensive run coach coach team with Mike Rabel, who I'm sure he's got some tics, tips about quarterback, but by no means is he considered one of these quarterback whisperers. Tannehill's killing it. Well, I wasn't, what? You'll, what? you'll see this, I mean, this time next year, there's going to be a new head coach in the NFL named Arthur Smith, who's the offensive coordinator for the Titans. Ah, that's a good point. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. At this point. Um, but the point the point being that Sam Darnold is going to be a hot commodity when he becomes available because people are going to go Adam Gase plus quarterback equals shitty results. Quarterback plus new coordinator equals good results. Right. Yep. Uh, also in the early slate, Detroit comes back and Atlanta manages to blow another heartbreaker. I don't know how they keep that's doing it. brutal, dude. So bad. What they're doing. I mean, <laughs> everything about it. Was he gets in the end zone? Uh, Gurley goes in for a touchdown, which allows the ball to be kicked back to Detroit. Otherwise, they could have kneeled it out. Detroit drives down. They get the ball to the five yard line with like four seconds to go, and they're able to to clock it right there after review. And then they they punch it into the end zone right afterwards. Of course, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Stafford hits Hawkinson, and then they cash in the extra point. Oh, and brutal. You know, you know if if the Falcons were kicking that extra point, they would have shaked it. You just know they would have. Oh, yeah, probably. If the roles were reversed there. Yeah. Yep. No, they just can't get anything. They, their team is just – they're meant to lose this year. They're, they're meant, to, meant lose. to lose. Dan Quinn is just meant to lose. Well, he's gone from the team now. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Roheem Morris. Didn't they go for like a four – there was like a – Fourth down, I feel like they went for when they were up, and they were, it seemed like they were in field goal range and just could have kicked the field goal. And I don't know if they have no confidence in their field goal kicker, but then they, I mean, they ended up losing. So it's like probably what, could have used those points. Could have used the field goal there. What do you, I mean? What are you doing? Yeah, a couple other games, uh, just tight tight games early. Jets go up early, and then the Bills come back and get a win, eighteen unanswered points. The the Browns lose Odell Beckham for the season, and then Baker Mayfield plays better. I think that's going to be a theme. I don't know why, but Odell seems like one of those guys that doesn't really help an offense. Like as a whole, doesn't help an offense, and I I I can't pinpoint why not. I think maybe he he affects the attitude of the whole offense, and it's less of a team unit, or it could just be kind of like when uh, Brady would just chuck it up to Randy Moss all the time in 2009, specifically 2009, uh, and it just became a crutch. And it was like, well, our best chance is if I just throw it to this guy, even though it's not like Beckham gets those type of target numbers. And then later on in the day was just blowout central. I mean, Tampa Bay annihilated Vegas. Just deni- Brady's Brady looks untouchable right now. Kansas City blows out Denver. Uh, I won't mention the other blowout in the 4 o'clock spot. And then Sunday Night Football. Did you get a chance to watch that game? Cardinals-Seahawks? Uh, yeah. I can't believe Arizona won. I thought they had no. They shouldn't have had any chance. Nutty. Nutty game. I mean, they should have won it in regulation, and then the, the kicker wasn't able to cash in that field goal. Oh, wait. No, he did because he tied it up. Okay, I'm thinking of the first overtime kick that he missed. I mean, the, the coaching decisions in that, I mean, first of all, the defenses suck balls for both of those, except for uh, Vance Joseph. His play calling was tremendous defensively. Great blitzes. He was making Russell Wilson look like a rookie. He was making him look uncomfortable. And I like Hassan Reddick. Okay, I, I take all this back about the Cardinals defense. Seahawks defense, though. <laughs> Terrible. Cardinals defense looks pretty good. That's what I mean is I think it's Vance Joseph's play calls. Yeah, they look pretty good. And Not bad. I I think he's, he's going to get another shot. I, I don't know because there are certain coaches like uh, Jim Schwartz is a good example who was a really good defensive coordinator, a so-so to not-so-good head coach, and then was a really good defensive coordinator again. And then I wonder, you know, Vance Joseph was a pretty good defensive coordinator, a not-good head coach, and then is looking like a really good defensive coordinator again. And you just, I wonder where those guys are in terms of do they, should they be head coaches or are they right where they need to be? Should they be a Wade Phillips where it's like, you're, 
you're a defensive coordinator or a North Turner. You're an offense versus somebody that deserves a second shot to run the whole ship a la Belichick or I don't know who else. Gruden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who knows? But I, I was impressed with what I saw from him. Not impressed with the head coaches on either side. Their, their time management. I mean, kicking a field goal second and 15 with three minutes to go in overtime from 45 yards. What? That's, yeah. that's one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen. Brutal. And then he that's iced his own kicker. They didn't even get the kickoff. He goes and ices him. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Absolutely terrible. You know. Good but, analysis. Uh, strong analysis right there. Strong analysis right there. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't... Let's move. Let's <laughs> move back to your wheelhouse and let's talk some Patriots Bills. Our first division matchup of the season, uh, I believe so, except for the first game of the year against the Dolphins. So long ago, I basically you know. the, <clears throat> going to Buffalo, November first. The, the weather's not going to be that different than it would be in New England. Uh, Buffalo started off really, really hot this season, and they have been cooled over the past several weeks. Yeah, Ooh, um, and they, they're lucky to be have the record they have. That's true for a couple of those games, definitely, where uh, yeah, they've they... really snuck away from that game against the Rams at the very end where they, they cashed in a, a uh, questionable defensive pass interference call to get that the touchdown to win the game uh and then you know after that they got annihilated by the titans annihilated on tuesday night football they got they got handled by the chiefs in a really sloppy game uh weather sloppy where josh allen just wasn't that good i mean between the last three weeks josh allen just hasn't been that good they get down 10 to the jets uh one with six field goals yeah, they went with six field goals. They weren't able to punch it in at all. And yes, I know he threw for yardage, but guess what? Just about anybody can. Don't look at the Patriots quarterback. Just about anybody can throw for yardage between the 25s. But you got to punch it in. And that's what makes Derek Carr different than a really good quarterback. Even though he's yep. having a good year, I shouldn't shit on him. He, I mean, he's way better than I expected yet last year. I'm happy that he's finally fallen back to earth a little bit this year. The, you know, this time around. Talk about Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. Uh, did he somehow lead the Kansas City game in passing? Is that possible? Yeah, Kansas City, they ran the ball like 50 times in that game. Jesus. Like I said, it was it was rainy and sloppy and nasty. <clears throat> right. Jeez, wow. I'm looking at 122 yards. I'm like, I can't write. Yeah. But, you know, and then the L.A. game, I thought they, should, they had no business winning that game. They were well, up. They, they didn't at the end, but they did, they did at the beginning. They were up really big, and then they blew it, and then they got a cheap call to win it so that was crap but yeah josh allen definitely better than last year coming back to earth uh good defense but you're seeing that people are running on this defense which is very nice like you said kansas city ran the ball however many goddamn times tennessee focused on the running game they won 42 to 16 um the team has some holes at this point it doesn't even matter who our opponent is if we play as bad as we've played, we're going to lose to everybody. It doesn't matter. I mean, if we show up like we did against Kansas City and just have a little bit better quarter quarterback play or, you know, show up in, you know, like we did in Oakland, we didn't know have a lot to win the game, but we didn't make the mistakes to lose the game. Or if it's like Seattle where we, you know, I know they have a terrible defense defensive secondary. If we can pass the ball. I mean, I know they have a, ter- a terrible defensive secondary, but Cam was at least completing the ball to receivers. He's at least throwing it downfield and hitting guys in the hands, which is at this point seems like a lot to ask. <laughs> it is. You know, it's like, oh, he hit what is and that game Edelman had like 180 yards or something. It's like yeah. I don't care if nobody lines up against you, you still have to be able to not throw the ball into the ground when there's a rush coming. Whether it's a good rush, bad rush, whatever. It's like he was able to do that in that game. He has not been able to do it ever really since. So it's like can he do that? Can he make a couple throws? Can we get enough pressure off the run so they don't put eight or nine guys in the box because they know we can't do anything throwing it? And that's what it comes down to. I mean, I'm not overly afraid of anything the Bills have done offensively. Their running game really hasn't taken off much. You know, it's had some decent performances, but nothing well overall. So Singletary's been, I think, okay. Um, but these, are, these are good questions. These are definitely good questions. Uh, that's what it comes down to. I mean, it doesn't matter what the Bills do. If we don't do anything, it's like, well, we're going to get blown out. It doesn't matter if they have a good game, bad game. Yeah. If Cam is unable to throw the ball to the entire right side of the field 
as some passing charts will show, or if he's putting the ball at everybody's feet and the only one who can catch it is James White because he's got the best hands out mm. there. I mean, we're we're not going to have a chance. It's a good team. If we're playing the Jets and Cam did that, we'd have a chance. Right. But maybe. Maybe. Almost definitely. I'm going to say almost, we'd have against a, we'd have a chance. We definitely have a chance. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but in this game, if you had asked me a month ago and what what it would be like going against the Bills defense, I'd be like, fuck, man. We're, we'd be lucky to get like 17 points in this game. And now with the way the Patriots are playing, I basically feel the same way, except I'm not as worried about the defense. I'm just more worried about us. Where this, this team is allowing over four and a half yards per carry. Right, which is great. That's great. For us. Yeah, they're they're in the lower third of the NFL in terms of defending the run. Outstanding for us because if we're not going to be able to run the ball and we're going to be sitting there in third and six, third and eight, going against this defense, we're fucked. It's over. That's not a way to get in a passing rhythm is by facing those situations. So we're going to need to get ahead of the chains. We're going to have to run the ball effectively, and that's going to include Cam. It's going to include him. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, even the game plan, too. Like, I feel like we came in last week, and it's like we were we were coming into the game with the game plan of throw first, run second, because they have a bad secondary against the 49ers. And it's like you see him come out, and what's the first play? Is a pass, second place pass. And we didn't get anything on them, and now you're in a third and long. Or, you know, first play, immediately pass. It's like, if you want to be a running team, you've got to somewhere commit to the run. And, it, you know, if they're giving up four and a half carries, uh, four and a half yards per carry, it's a good place to start. I just, they, the whole <laughs> thing, I mean, the whole thing, Josh McDaniels, once a, you know, calling just obvious, obvious plays and, like, the screen coming at the most obvious time. It's like, they got to figure out, some ways to, yeah, like you said, build Cam's confidence. You, they got to get it back. They got to do it early. I mean, if we can go up 7 nothing, I'd be pretty happy. I'd be like, okay, we have a pretty good chance. If we go down 7 nothing in the immediate drive or two, if they score if they score twice without us scoring once, we're pretty much done. So, like, yeah. and, like, and it's looking pretty likely. Yeah, got to generate momentum. Got to get some good feelings and some confidence going. Cam thrives off confidence. Brady thrives off anger. That's why we've been seeing so many comebacks over here previously where we need to get out in front, get mm-hmm. Cam's good juices flowing, and and get some momentum rolling. Josh has to have his best game so far this year, Josh McDaniels, that is. And then we're, we're fortunate to catch the Bills when they're, they're coming down, back down to earth. Josh Allen was a lights out for the first month of the season. Uh, he is way more committed to the pass this season than last mm-hmm. season. And I think that's going to help us big time because we like to play man coverage. Uh, everybody knows quarterbacks love to run against man coverage because the defenders mm-hmm. have their backs to you. Really is going to open that up for us uh, <clears throat> because of his focus on throwing the ball. Stephon Diggs, John Brown, they got burners. They got a legit slot guy in Cole Beasley. And they got a, a staple of running backs. It's really interesting to see TJ Yeldon become a third down back at like 230 pounds. Good for him. It's who I thought he was going to be coming out of Alabama. Right, I thought he was yep. going to be a, a true three-down guy. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's going to be a lot to to hold them in check for the long haul. I think they can hold them out of the end zone, and they can do some different things with with Gilmore on Diggs. Uh, and I think that's going to help out big time because Diggs has really been a focal for their offense, and that that benefit goes to us. I'll always love to see Gilmore playing against his former team. I think he he steps it up a notch in those contests. And then the other thing that's interesting to me looking at is Sean McDermott was defensive coordinator for a while in Carolina when Cam was there. Oh boy. And then he gets hired. Oh up. God. Yeah, exactly. And, and they got Josh Norman, who's uh terrible. I mean, he's a, he's a bad football player right now. Is he nope. even starting for them? He's starting right now for them because they, they got some injuries on the back end, but he's been starting a cornerback. He's bad, but, but he gets in people's heads. And he knows Cam. And I just I, I worry about that dynamic right there, although it might go the other way, where Cam goes after Josh Norman and realizes that guy stinks now. Yeah, right, he can't play. And that Which I'm sure really Belichick must should be telling him. I would be yeah. well, I mean it's not like we have anybody to take advantage of it. If well, they need a play. hell of a game plan this game. You know, it's not just like let's see what works. It's like, no, you need to tell him that is Cam Newton. Like like you said, look to your number one read. Look to your check down, run the ball. 
and they have to make that very clear. Or, or like you said, doesn't matter. Josh Norman might, can't wouldn't even have to line up if he can't throw if he throws the ball at the guy's feet. It's not going to matter. So Cam better bring his A game. Better bring I his mean, A game. I'm he, going. I'm going to say I I know I, I did this last week too. I think the Bills have the advantage in this, but. Belichick's only only coaching for one of these teams, and he's gonna figure out something. Yeah. And so I'm I'm doing it. I'm going Pats twenty, Bills seventeen. Oh, interesting. I'm gonna go seventeen thirteen Pats. Yeah, it's expect a low scoring game. I yeah. I don't know what the line's at right now, but it can't be very high. I mean, on the flip side of things, if you want a positive outlook before we leave you off here, it's that if there was ever a game that you really needed to get yourself going on and that could really, if you actually do perform well, could really be very beneficial. It would be against a game, a team like this. It's the Bills. They started hot. They're number one in the division right now. Sadly to say, unbelievable. Number one in the division, and they've been cooling. Like you said, they've been cooling off. They They haven't been scoring a lot of points recently. They haven't been doing much. If you can get it going against them and you can, hey, guess, you know, this is a great momentum-building game. It's like, oh, we just beat the divisional champs right here, or the divisional the divisional leaders. You know, the last three games, they've scored under 20 points. I know we have two, but <laughs> that's at least a positive. It's a, And if you win, the standings look a lot more favorable for you because if you lose again, everyone's going to pretty much say, all right, you got nothing, sell off. Because Two and five. It's over. We we haven't seen two and five in a long time around these parts to show how you know how spoiled we are. But if they, yeah, if we go to two and five, it's getting pretty close to unsalvageable at that point, just because times against you. Positivity I mean, you from go. James, and then he wraps it up with that. Waiting, well, it's going to be really bad. But, but well, my point is, this is this is this is the game. This could be a, this is a nice tune-up game because the Bills haven't looked good for three weeks. Really, four or five weeks is really what it's been. It's really been. F- Four to five weeks, they haven't looked good. So it's like you I, can take advantage of that. I hear what you're saying, and I do think you're right. I think the next two games are lined up perfectly for the Pats. Yeah. yeah Bills and then Jets. Yeah. If it went the other way around, it's like, oh, God, we're playing like shit. At least we're, fl- we're playing the Jets. Now it's like we're playing like shit. We have to get everything in order now to play right. the Bills. And then yeah. if you're able to squeak that out, then you kick the living shit out of the Jets, and now you're rolling. Now you're rolling. You're back at 500. Things are looking okay. The schedule's not looking as hard as it once was because a lot of these teams, there's a lot of bad football teams this year. There's a lot of and, bad teams up ahead of us. I mean, the the Ravens follow the Jets, but then it's Texans, Chargers, Dolphins, Bills, Jets, Rams, Cardinals. There's not that many good teams left. It's really the Ravens. No. I mean, there's a couple good teams scattered about in there, but a lot of these teams, the Texans, we thought that was going to be a really good football team at this point. They beat us they last year. They suck. They absolutely suck. So, yeah, you know, the season's not lost yet, but if they, like you said, if they lose this, not too good, but their backs are against the wall this week. Like you said, luckily it's not the Jets. Their backs are against the wall. This is the division leader right now. If you lose this game, you're putting yourself in a much worse situation. Yep. So I guarantee if. If they win this game, they'll they'll be buyers at the deadline by Tuesday night. They'll get another piece in here, and then uh, yeah, they'll continue their march onward. Yeah. Uh, one more thing too, we we didn't mention was Stephon Gilmore has been getting a lot of trade chatter. What are your thoughts on that, John? If they lose, he's gone. No, I'm just playing. I don't know. I think that he's he's uh, well, he's got the highest cap number of anybody on the team. They they gave him an extra five million, and I mean gave them him an extra five million uh, to to in, increase his compensation after a number of other corners looking at you, Jalen Ramsey got a big payday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave Gilmore a bump up to basically just show that what they think of him. I don't think that that uh, I don't think that endears him to stay with the team. I think they did that to placate him, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, well, now if we're not going to be a great team, we don't need a a top flight cornerback who is, I mean, I haven't seen the exact numbers, but he's probably almost exactly the same ages as Darrell Rivas was when he was with the Patriots, when they sure. decided to be like, you're, this is as good as you're ever going to be. And you're not going to be very good a year from now. Give or take. Yeah. Give or take same age. Yeah. Um, so they could so be making it similar. If they lose this, lose this game, I would trade them. Yeah. Does it, what do you want to get for him? For Stefan Gilmore, at least a second round pick. That's it. Yeah. That's all you'd expect. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't do that. You think you're getting a first-round pick? Oh, yeah. 
for for a guy that's already making like 16 million a year who's going mm-hmm. who's 30 Do we have him for next year or no is he contract oh, yeah or, yeah we yeah. got him for a couple more years yeah i think i think you you'd be stupid to sell low he's 30 he's 30 still <laughs> so a worse player gets two first rounds just because he's younger yes yes i disagree i think that's stupid whether that's true or not i you're not trade him for a you're not buying the now, player he was you're buying the player he will be and sure, Jalen Ramsey. Of, I would you but would you buy more for? J, I mean, would you pay more for Jalen Ramsey than you would for Stephon Gilmore right now? If you're giving out a four-year deal, sure, maybe more, but I, it's not like it would be colossally. It wouldn't not it, not the difference of two first-round picks to a second round. Whatever the values they have on those, it's like okay, Jalen Ramsey gets a f- two first. Stephon Gilmore can get a first and like a third or fourth. Jalen Ramsey is is like he's in that seventy two million over four years range. Stephon Gilmore is in thirty six million over two years. And if you bump him up to four years, you're looking at maybe forty eight million. Where well, who knows what the player? I don't know what the player wants. The player but wants still. the most money he could possibly get. That's sure. what they but, want. I mean, if he's in a couple of years, if he doesn't care about the long term contract, I think someone that's a contender might like him. Yeah, let's let's try to be contenders here and not have to trade anybody. That's let's the point. Buyers. I mean, I can't see Bill. You know, when we say it's done after next week, it's not like Bill's just going to tank. Like, he doesn't have that. I don't think he has that in him. He's going to want to win. So it's like, okay, you get rid of this player that's really important to your defense. What does that show to your defense? Are they going to respond well? I don't know. You don't want to fuck up your locker room completely with that, too. And if you're going to trade him and all you can get is a fucking second-round pick, I would do that after the season because you can easily get it. If you can get a second-round pick now, you're going to be able to get it after the season unless he sucks, unless he really sucks. That's a good point. That's a good point. But, like... If someone comes and blows you away and goes, here's, I'll give you a first round pick and something else or whatever, the package deal is great. But for a second round pick, fucking wait till after the season because you can get a second round pick for them all, all off season. That's a very good point. All right. Right. You convinced me. There you go. And on that note, thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope week eight goes better than week seven. And Mm -hmm. here's to the Patriots trying to salvage their season. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Talk to y'all later. Adios.